Pretty exciting news to share with you about the state's rainy day fund, which is actually going to start seeing uh, some uh, some cushion because uh, we really haven't had that cushion. Now, um, for some of you, $60,000 might sound like a lot of money, uh, but for state governments, that doesn't really get it uh, too far, not far at all. Uh, to talk about this development that we've seen in the uh, latest news, Comptroller Susanna Mendoza joining us here with Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Comptroller, thanks for taking time. How are you doing out there? Oh, I'm doing great, Greg. How are you? Good morning. I hope you're having a nice summer. Yeah, so far so good. Uh, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing uh, what uh, the rest of the summer's activities have to have to bring. We've got the state fair just around the corner here in Springfield. Uh, then we got school starting back up, so things getting back into full swing for a lot of people out there. Uh, but one thing that they're hearing about now is it looks like we're going to actually have a rainy day fund. Tell us where we've come from and what the latest developments are on that. Sure. Yes. Very exciting. Look, just for context, I know you just uh, briefly teased it, but when I first became controller, we had a little less than $60,000 in the state's rainy day fund. And that is not enough to cover even 30 seconds worth of government operations. So essentially we had no rainy day fund. And um, obviously I inherited a tremendous um, financial crisis with a build backlog that was as bad as one as um $16.7 billion, so almost $17 billion worth of bills. And on top of that, another uh, billion dollars in late payment interest penalties because the state was such a deadbeat on paying its bills on time. So we've come a long way, uh, zero essentially bill backlog, I mean, uh, zero um, a rainy day fund and a gigantic bill backlog. And today we have no more bill backlog. I've paid it down, actually paid it down a year ago before getting a penny of the federal stimulus in the door from the ARPA funds. So that's great news for Illinois. Uh, and we were able to now put uh, yesterday, make a deposit of another $100 million into the state's rainy day fund for what is a total of 853, almost $854 million. So huge, huge, huge difference. It's, yeah, it's a big deal um, uh, going from just a handful of years ago, having $60,000 on hand to uh, get state government uh, operating for 30 seconds uh, versus what we're facing now. Um, when does yeah. that fund get dipped into? Uh, is that something that it's you know just on an emergency basis, or when would those dollars actually be used? Yeah, you know, it's a great question. It's similar to a family at home, right? I mean, you if, if you're doing right by your family uh, and you're able to, even if it's just a couple bucks you know, at a time, you should have an emergency reserve, right? And so any financial advisor will tell you you should have at least six months' worth of reserves in a family's household. And I would argue that governments need to prepare in the same type of way, right? So you don't want to touch this money unless if there's no other option. And certainly when I was navigating the state through the fiscal crisis of the budget impasse, and then also through this pandemic, um, we had no reserves. So we had to go to the market, for example, to borrow funds to get through the month of April uh, when the lockdown happened. And thankfully, all of those funds have been paid back two years early, saving $82 million uh, in interest payments for taxpayers. So that was all great stuff. But if we had had our own reserves, the ideal scenario is to tap into our reserves at zero interest, right? Just like you would at home uh, in case of an emergency, you could tap into your emergency fund uh, and not have to go out and take out a loan and then end up paying interest on that. So, you know, we want these funds to be there in the event of an emergency. 
We saw an emergency in 2008 when the market crashed. We saw an, an emergency in 2001 when September 11th happened. And obviously we saw, you know, just a really unforgivable emergency when we had the two-year budget impasse, which was kind of, a, it was not kind of, it was absolutely a man-made crisis here in Illinois that set us back some time. But we're definitely climbing out of that. And what this means is not only that we have these reserves, right, but we're able to have these reserves because we have had better than expected uh, revenue growth. That means, you know, people, when they did receive, let's say, direct federal stimulus from the government into their household, a lot of folks didn't save that money. They went ahead and spent it, right? And they put it back into the economy. In Illinois, like every other state in the nation, has seen better um, better uh, resources coming into their states financially. And so instead of spending those new dollars, like prior administrations have done, um, we have decided the important thing to do here is to shore up our state finances, pay down our debts as quickly as possible, and any extra put it towards stabilizing pensions, which you did see, I'm sure you reported that uh, this year we've put $500 million now towards pension stabilization for the first time in ever, and um, that's going to save about $2 billion or close to that uh, in unfunded pension liabilities. And that was above and beyond, but, right? What was statutorily? Yeah, above and beyond the... Yeah, above and beyond the minimum statutorily required payments. It's kind of like doing an extra payment on your mortgage, right? You automatically see the savings on that. And so um, we're very excited that Illinois, for the first time in decades, really acting very responsibly financially. It's something that I talk about all the time. You've heard me say this a million times. We have to shore up our state's rainy day fund. We have to put more towards pension stabilization. This is the best return on investment for taxpayers. And now, especially with a potential recession on the horizon, uh, we need to double, triple down on not spending new money, not spending every dollar that comes in, but instead saving as many of those dollars as possible to best protect taxpayers. Comptroller Susanna Mendoza with us here with Springfield's Morning News on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Uh, Comptroller, another thing I wanted to kind of get an update on is the start of the new fiscal year. Part of that is the uh, various tax policies that are uh, part of the budget. One of those, or actually a couple of those, being uh, some rebate checks that are expected in income tax and also property tax. Um, what's the trajectory here? How are uh, citizens going to be uh, seeing those dollars? So my um, expectation is that by the, the week of September 12th, is that my office will be prepared to start issuing those rebates. Um, so people should keep an eye out for that. We'll make a, more of an announcement as we get closer to that. But that is the target date is the week of September 12th is when those those direct rebates will start to go out. Some will go out electronically, and some of them will go out via paper check. And in the meantime, starting July 1st, is that people should see a little bit of relief at the grocery stores, um, a suspension of the gas tax. Um, and in total, we're looking at about $1.8 billion worth of, of tax relief for taxpayers this season. So, hey, that's pretty good. And again, it is because of the fact um, you know, we've paid down our bill bug, it's gone. We now have we closed out the fiscal year with the best financial news in decades, and that's that uh, there's no more bill backlog for the first time uh, in over a decade. We were able to close out June 30th fiscal year at $1.8 billion. That's just tremendous compared to where we were, 17 billion of bills that were unpaid. So um, in the general funds, controller's office literally on june uh, july 1st we started our year with a 
uh, bill delay of zero days. I mean, that's really, I can't even tell you how big of a deal that is because when I walked into office, the average delay on vendors or providers in Illinois being paid by the state, the average was 210 business day delay. That's about nine and a half months in, you know, real people time. So and, and to go the, from that interest, to and, pay and the interest they come was, in is awesome. Yeah, and the interest that was stacked on top of some of that owed uh, uh, bill backlog was uh, pretty staggering to see as well. Um, but to, to you got the, it, Greg. Yeah, to we're, the to the rebate. Twelve percent on that. Yeah, to the, to the rebates though. Um, you know. I, Anything that taxpayers need to do? Uh, is this just, you know, they just sit back and wait for these checks to come in, or do they need to uh, fill out a form? Do they need to prepare any documentation or anything like that? They have to have filed their taxes, but they have, I, um, if you haven't filed your taxes yet for that year, go ahead and do so still. You can still do it as long as you do that. Um, before these checks start getting issued, uh, you're on solid ground. So um, most people have already filed their income tax returns. Um, and so if you did and you, um, whether you had to pay or you got money back, it doesn't matter. Um, everyone will be getting, everyone who filed will be getting uh, a tax rebate in the mail. And is that the same for the property tax rebate as well? So that only applies to people who pay property taxes. Yes. So if, if you're a renter, that wouldn't apply to you. But if you um, own a property and you pay property taxes on that, there is an additional rebate that will be coming with that. And what my office is going to do is in the event of, let's say, Greg, you own a home and pay property taxes, and on top of that, you would be getting your um, your your uh, income tax um, you know, rebate. We're going to combine both into one check. That's what I think we're going to do because I'd like to save money everywhere I can, even if that means two payments in one check, right? Yeah, and then uh, also, I mean, it's either electronically or it'll be a paper check just depending on uh, that particular... Depending on how you filed, yeah. Gotcha, Exactly. Comptroller Susanna Mendoza, always enjoy talking to you, uh, especially when it's news, like we're actually putting money into a rainy day fund in the state of Illinois. uh, I know, and listen, (laughs) we're just getting started, Greg, because as you know, I have legislation that would require annual deposits into both the state's rainy day fund and the pension stabilization fund until we get that fund, the rainy day fund, to three and a quarter billion dollars. So this is um, something that we need to get in the practice of doing all the time, not just once in a blue moon, but every single year, um, you know, shore up our finances, prepare for a rainy day and keep paying down our pensions um, because that's really important obligation that we have to meet. Comptroller Susanna Mendoza, greatly appreciated. I imagine we'll talk again soon because it's also an election year. So we'll uh, we'll talk politics uh, in the we'll near future. We'll talk to you all the time, Greg. No <laughs> worries. I'm always here. We love talking transparency and financial uh, progress. But hey, lastly, before I hang up, I want to congratulate you. You're being very modest, but today you're getting an award for 40 under 40. You're a hot shot in Springfield. So congrats for your audience who's listening. You know, give them a shout out. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Comptroller Susanna Mendoza here with Springfield's Morning News. We'll definitely be talking again soon, all right? You got it. All right, now 823. And let's take a look at Springfield's dependable five-day forecast with a high of 86, the low down to 